பைபிள் ட்ரெஷர்ஸ் டாபிக் ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் குரோத் வெல்கம் டு தி சவுண்ட் ஆஃப் டெலிகாஸ்ட் Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. During the last three weeks, our subject of study has been spiritual growth. Beloved, when we talk about spiritual growth, one side of spiritual growth is our privilege. And the other side is our responsibility. In other words, All that God has provided for our growth is our privilege. And how we use those provisions, that is our responsibility. The topic that we are studying is how not to grow. And so far we have studied three lessons. Lesson number one. Do not expect to grow automatically. Lesson number two. Do not get stuck at the foundation. Last week we studied lesson number three. Do not grow disproportionately. Beloved, it is God's will that we not only grow, but we grow in all things. So again look at that passage in Ephesians 4th chapter. And look at the 15th words. It speaks about growing up in all things into Christ who is our head. In other words, we must experience multidimensional growth. We must not neglect any area or any aspect. For various aspects of growth, we considered some examples last week. We talked about grace upon grace. And we talked about faith to faith. And then we considered some spiritual disciplines and explained to you what it means to grow in them. For example, we talked about growth in biblical understanding. Then we explain to you growth in prayer and so many examples we gave you. We will continue the same lesson today. How not to grow. Do not grow disproportionately. Beloved, the spiritual growth of a Christian after rebirth is comparable to the physical growth of a person after birth. This comparison is frequently made in the scriptures. We want to make an observation here. A baby is a miniature adult. Now we'll say that again. A baby is a miniature adult. What does it mean? We don't add a hand to the baby at the second year. We don't add a leg at its third year. At birth, the child, the baby has all the organs. From day one, the child should grow in all these organs. The same is true of spiritual babies also after rebirth. In other words, from day one, 
after being born again, every child of God should grow in all aspects that God has provided. If you don't do it, there will be lot of chaos and confusion in that person's life. For example, if you all the time talk about evangelism, that means only your legs are growing. And if you are always talking about charity, that means only your hands are growing. Suppose you are all the time talking about holiness, how many kidneys a person can have? And if you all the time talk about worship, even a paralyzed man can have a perfect heart. But there should be a balance. There should be a multidimensional growth for that person. In the earlier talk, we pointed two individuals as examples for multidimensional growth. One, we talked about boy Samuel. And then we talked about boy Jesus. Today, we look at two congregations. Turn with us to the book of Nehemiah. I look at the ninth chapter. And we will read the third verse to you. What an interesting observation we have in this passage. The assembly of Israelites, they were standing under the leadership of Ezra and Nehemiah. What do we read about them in the third verse? They stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one-fourth of the day and for another one-fourth they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. Suppose you calculate a day from sunrise to sunset. Now that means three hours they read the Bible, three hours they worshipped the Lord. Suppose you calculate the day from sunset to sunset. In that case, for six hours they read the word of God and for another six hours they worshipped the Lord their God. So there was a beautiful combination of meditation and adoration. Now come to the early church at Pentecost. Acts of the Apostles, 2nd chapter. Look at the 42nd words. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So many aspects. They were not simply praying all the time. Or they were not all the time talking about doctrine. There was a good proportion. There was a multidimensional aspect. But beloved, most of our modern churches have lost this balance miserably. We will point that out as an example, then you will understand. Suppose the church emphasizes worship all the time. You know what will be the result? They will end up with shallow believers without adequate teaching of the Bible. Now we'll go to another aspect. Suppose a church emphasizes only word study, it will end up with dry believers without the joy and excitement of worship. 
Suppose a church all the time emphasizes only witnessing, it will end up with immature believers without sufficient doctrinal maturity or personal holiness. You see, these are all deficiencies. Now, this is what we want to avoid in our personal lives and in our corporate life. God has not only promised a wholesome growth, but He has also made ample provisions for our wholesome growth. Turn with us to the book of Ephesians 4th chapter. Very important passage. We want every one of you to listen to each word in this passage carefully. It's a long passage. We'll read from 11 to 15. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry and for the defying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, even Christ. In other words, God wants us to grow in all things. For that, he has given us five gifted ministries. First one is apostles. Second one is prophets. Third one is evangelists. Fourth one is pastors. And the fifth one is teachers. Now, what is the lesson here? You should not keep on listening to your pastor only. You should listen to an apostle also. Because only an apostle will implant in you a pioneering missionary vision. And only a prophet can instill in you or give you a penetrating insight in God's things. Only an evangelist will instill in you a passionate spirit for the people. And only a teacher can bless you with a practical understanding of God's word. If you listen to your pastor only all the time, you will grow as a churchian and not as a Christian. That's what has happened to many believers. Five ministries, they are not exposed to and they are not listening to them. You know, there are so many spiritual disciplines God has prescribed for our spiritual growth and our spiritual strength. For example, spiritual armor. Now turn to that very interesting passage and make an important observation. Turn with us to Ephesians 6th chapter. From 10th words to the 18th words, we have the spiritual weapons listed out for us. But if you look at the 11th and the 13th verse says, there is an emphasis. All armor of God. Beloved, not just a little bit here and there, but the whole armor of God. 
you must take the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and put on the shoes of the gospel and take the shield of faith, put on the helmet of salvation and take the sword of the spirit and keep on praying in the spirit. If you neglect any one area, you will become weak. You should not sacrifice one for the other. I will illustrate it, then you will understand. Some Christians are always on their feet carrying the gospel message. But they never are seen on their knees to pray in the spirit. And some Christians have their heads protected well by the helmet of salvation. They are always rejoicing over the blessings and assurance of salvation. But they are not protecting their chest with a breastplate of righteousness. They are not realizing their personal responsibility to walk in practical righteousness. Beloved, these are all defects and we need to set them right. Christian life has got two parts. One is Christian walk. The other is Christian work. Now we'll say that again so you get a clear picture. Christian life has got two parts. One is Christian walk. The other one is Christian work. We are called to grow in both. Take for example a passage, 1 Thessalonians 4th chapter. And we will read verses 1 and 2 to you. Finally, brothers, we urge you and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and please God. They say you abound more and more in your walk with God. And when you come to 1 Corinthians 15th chapter and if you look at the 58th verse my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In First Thessalonians, it said, abound in your walk with God. And now in First Corinthians, we read, abound in the work of the Lord. Now that is what exactly Paul admonished Timothy. Turn with us to 1 Timothy 4th chapter. Tell the words. No one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. This is about the walk with God. But when you come to verses 13 and 14, talks about the work for God. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. First, walk with God. Next, work for God. Come to verse 15. Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Not only in your walk with God, but also in your work for God. In both, you progress so that people will be able to witness that. 
Beloved, we want to make a statement. A work that is not backed by walk is faulty. A walk that does not beget work is fruitless. Beloved, when we talk about physiological growth and well-being, we make references to certain deficiencies. Vitamin deficiency, calcium deficiency, iron deficiency and so on and so forth. To make up these deficiencies, we take supplements. In the same way, for spiritual growth also, we must find out where we are weak and deficient. And we should make it up. How can we make it up? Maybe what we need is more of Bible meditation. Or maybe we need to spend more time in prayer. Or maybe we should become more active in witnessing. Wherever we are weak, we should try to strengthen that area. That's what exactly Jesus wrote to the church in Sardis. Turn with us to the book of Revelation, third chapter. We will read verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, which are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. There are certain areas in your life which are dwindling and they are becoming ready to die. You take care of those areas. You strengthen them. You don't strengthen them, you will collapse. You know, there is a statement, beloved, which we should never forget. The strength of a chain is decided by its weakest link. So that's what you should begin to strengthen. In other words, whichever area in our life is weak, that area we should specifically strengthen. Only then our growth will be wholesome and proportional. How not to grow? Do not grow disproportionately. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the lesson that we studied today and also last week. How much, O oh God, you are concerned about our wholesome, balanced growth. O oh God, we pray that you help us not to neglect any particular area of our spiritual discipline. Help us, O oh God, to grow multidimensionally. Thank you again, O oh God, for your word. Give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.